Welcome to the Maximum Movie Podcast, where we promote eating your fucking cinnamon rolls, bitch. Go eat them, motherfucker. So we saw uh, Glass Onion, or Knives Out Glass Onion, uh, a couple days ago with some of our boys, um, and that movie is directed, and is, Ryan Johnson wrote it like on his own, right? Or did he I have? Think he did. Yeah. I, I don't he, know about the first one, but this one I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I think he wrote and directed it, so yeah, he did, Dan. Yeah, so he did this all himself, and uh, I have to say, I actually really, really like this movie. Mm. I, I think... This might be one of the um, best movies I've seen in theaters in a few years. Like, I haven't seen a movie that really, like, I walked out of the theater and I was thinking, like, wow, I really didn't have any problems with that movie in a long time. I mean, seriously, at least since COVID, um, probably a little before, honestly. Since, like, the era era of Marvel becoming so huge, I feel like I haven't seen a movie that was, like, really impacting me like that. I mean, Tenet was really good, I would say. I, but like even that I would say I, th- I would say this is better than Tenet yeah in my well opinion. and almost missed it too because they nearly didn't even put it in the theaters which I don't know why I know. they did that that was a, it's a, it's a, like that was a theater movie like I feel yeah. like that like that was awesome to watch it in theaters with like the crowd like, I actually I, I thought it was I thought it was a good time I, yeah I, especially after this the success of the, the first one yeah I like freaked out when I heard it was not going to theaters, which is probably why they chose to put it in theaters because a lot of people were like, why would you not? I mean, it's Netflix. They do so much stuff simply to make money. I don't know why yeah, exactly. that was like a secondary choice to put it to theaters, but I'm definitely glad they did. I know. I think they, did they put Irishman in theaters for a little bit? I don't know if they did. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if they did either. That would also be a tough theater watch because it's four so, hours. But still. It would have to be like an intermission. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like also this movie had a very large scale. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like it was a movie. Like it had a budget. You could tell mm-hmm. there's a budget to it, and it had like I don't know. Just it had like a movie quality to it. Like the way yeah. it was like edited, and then the score and everything about it, it just gave it like a cinematic quality that I'm like, I could, I can't imagine this just being like straight to Netflix. Like it's just yeah, it was an actual like it was a film. Yeah, so, I I feel like that was the biggest difference between this one and the last one was the scale was way bigger because i when oh, yeah. i heard they're doing a second one i was a little worried that it was just going to be kind of the exact same thing again mm-hmm. and for how similar it is to the first one um which we can go into that later they yeah. like followed a lot of the same beats and it's still like it felt like its own thing it didn't feel like just a copy of the first one no, and, yeah. and i think it was because the scale is bigger, not in the sense that the stakes are bigger or whatever, but like literally it's rich, it's richer people with more people getting killed. Yeah. And on like a remote Island. 
Yeah, I think the Ryan Johnson definitely had like a he saw that he got was getting a bigger budget, so he wrote the script like, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna do like billions. And uh, yeah, so I think yeah, well, that's kind of like the background of the movie. The cast is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we have obviously Daniel Craig is back. He was in the first one as the detective uh, Benoit Blanc. Mm-hmm. He has like this. Oh, what? I don't even know what kind of accent he has. It's like southern, maybe. Yeah, it's a very southern drawl. Drawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has that. It's very opposite of like his British. Yeah, which bond. yeah, he does quite well. So yeah, like he does it. Is Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig is British, so he does a, he does a southern accent not bad at all. Yeah. Um, and then besides him, he's like the only returning character besides like one actor mm-hmm. who he's not even playing the same character. Yeah, we I, literally I just found this out. We discovered. That so, yeah, I was saying. Like, so the other, only other returning is Noah Segan, who we're saying. How do you pronounce it? Segan, 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 something like that. Yeah, but he was the one of the te- like detectives or cops in the first movie. And in this movie, he's just like a one of the dudes that's on. Yeah, he's just like the the some bum that lives on the island. Yeah, he's just like drunk, shows up rarely. Which I, I guess I didn't know he's in all of Brian Johnson's movies for the most part. So I think it's just like a really like a base our friends. So he's yeah. in all his movies because why not? Yeah. Um, but besides him, like the actual main cast, besides Daniel Craig, we have Edward Norton as uh, Miles, who's this billionaire who owns like the island and is basically the movie's really centered around him. Mm-hmm. I would say. This, and then the other main character I'd say the movie sent around is uh, this, um, how do you pronounce her name? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet, I think. She plays uh, Cassandra Brand, and um, she does a really good job. Yeah. I think, I, I, I don't I, know if I've ever seen her or anything. Yeah, I haven't not seen her in very much, but. She was really good. She uh-huh. actually had a, she had a way bigger role than I thought she would have in this movie. And mm-hmm. She, I don't know, like, she, she also has to play different kinds of characters. Well, she literally plays two different. Yeah, she literally plays twin sisters. So, like, she has to play two different people, and she does a really good job. Of, like, I mean, you don't really see one of them as much, but she does. She does a really good job. Um, and then we also have some more like famous people. Catherine Hahn is one of mm-hmm. Edward Norton's friends. She's obviously pretty big in the comedy scene. And then uh, Leslie Odom Jr. I actually don't know him. I, I he's in Hamilton. But besides yeah. that, I I haven't really seen him in anything else. But he's really good in the film. Kate Hudson, I haven't seen her in anything in a while. She's in it. She plays Birdie J. It's like a supermodel. Yeah. And then Dave Bautista's in this movie. Plays um, basically himself. Like he does in most <laughs> yeah. movies. Uh, big dude. Um, but then, yeah, we also have Jessica Henwick. Who's not bad in the movie? At she all. yeah, she's kind of just has a smaller role. Yeah, a smaller role. Uh, she's like the assistant to Kate Hudson's character yeah. to Birdie. And then Madeline Klein is Whiskey. She's my favorite character. She wasn't in the movie that much, <laughs> but she's still my favorite character. Um, <laughs> she's then, just Dave Bautista's girlfriend. Yeah, and that's about the extent. Yeah, that's really about the extent of her, like what she is in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Who, okay, and then that's kind of that's, that's really it. That's, not, that's like yeah. the cast that's like involved with the mystery, and that's really what yeah. That's what e- it's for. Ethan Hawke. There's a cameo with Ethan Hawke. The cameo scene that was uh, that was fantastic. There's a cameo with Hugh Grant, which I didn't know Benoit Blanc was gay, but <laughs> yes, he is, and he's apparently partners with Hugh Grant. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and also Joseph Gordon-Levin voices uh, Miles Clark, which is kind of interesting. That I thought was funny. I did not like pick up on that until. 
No, like, what? Because <laughs> he's not like a small actor either. They just hired him to say Dong one no, time. No, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't... <sighs> Dong. <laughs> just budget, I guess. Yeah. All the friends of Ryan Johnson, though, so... Yeah. All right, so now we'll just kind of go into the movie, and we'll just start describing what we liked and didn't like about it as we go through the plot. So, obviously, spoiler spoiler warning for this, Glass Onion, Knives Out. But I'd also say spoilers for uh, the first Knives Out, probably. Which came out three years ago. Which came so. out three years ago, and also this is a sequel yeah. to it, so it's kind of given. But, I mean, really, it's mostly, we. this movie has nothing to do with the first one. You could watch this movie, yeah. you don't have to see the first one, but it's more of just like a comparison. Like, you have to compare plot points and see how the beats are similar because they are pretty similar honestly mm-hmm. like the bare structure i would say yeah is pretty similar yeah which i i kind of liked a lot because a lot of my favorite part of the first one was going back and watching marta go through like mixing up or supposedly mixing up the vials yeah. and then how she escaped and then got back inside the house yeah. and they do the same thing they do a lot of, like, uh, showing what happened. And you don't yeah. actually realize what happened until they explain it later. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're kind of like, what the fuck is that? And they finally explain it, and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. You see another character's perspective. That's, like, a huge tool that he uses in this movie's perspective is, like, mm-hmm. what you see from what you're shown and what you're not shown. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, yeah, there's a handful of scenes that you watch twice. Yeah. But the first time around, it's, you, they cut out some parts of it. Exactly. The, the second time around, you see the whole scene together and everything kind of fits because there, there are some bits in the first i guess the first act that i thought were a bit strange and it makes sense like benoit blanc kind of snooping around yeah it's like at first it was like why would he there's no point for him to be doing that so it, it does well with setting up the later acts in the first one but you don't really see it coming yeah it also has a mystery of like what's uh-huh. going on and it'd also be good on like repeat viewings, like seeing how yes. everything like connects yeah. and seeing there like, are a lot oh, of shit that's where that came from. Yeah, there's a lot of little small lines that you don't pick up on, like the pineapple juice line. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, which is that's a big plot point in the movie. Yeah, you haven't seen it. There's there's one line where Dave Patista just says he's allergic to pineapple juice or something, which is a big part of the movie. Yeah. And it, like randomly just says it. It's Probably just very small, like, in. passing line. Yeah. yeah, they do a lot of those, and they're done well. It doesn't feel tropey. Every line in the script had a purpose. Like, they, like yeah. every single line, like you're like, okay, you go back and rewatch. You're like, oh yeah, so that's what this meant. That's how this connected to that. It all was foreshadowing. So the movie starts out. It actually, um, it's it's kind of funny. So when the movie started, the Netflix logo came on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's a little jarring for being in a AMC. Yeah, I think that's the first that. time I've ever been in a theater and seen the Netflix logo on screen. I know. I I was like, what? The? I mean, it kind of just threw me for a loop. I was like, okay, there's that. And then uh, the movie starts, and it's the these. So it shows like how many? Is it four? Four of them? Like yeah, it just boxes? starts with the four. Yeah, so, so the so four friends, four... this including Andy. Yeah. So. Four friends in four separate areas all get this weird box and they are uh, like given instructions with it and they're all homies so they all go on like a group call together and they like talk about what it is because they know it's from their friend Miles Mm -hmm. who's like this billionaire so they're like okay what is it going to be and they basically these these boxes are like puzzles with all these like these little like intricate like little designs in them where you have to solve a puzzle then like it reveals more of the box 
and then you solve another puzzle and it reveals more. And then um, they all solve it together, and at the very bottom of the box is an invitation to uh, uh, Miles Island, Glass Onion. And um, before we go any further, I have to say this movie, because it's called Glass Onion, and the island's called Glass Onion. They do a good job of, like, the whole idea of, like, you don't know what, like, the full picture is and how, like, you go back and you see how, like, the actual full picture is. Like, you, like, they don't show the full scene, and then you go mm-hmm. back later and you see the full scene. It's like a peeling the layers of like an onion. Yeah. Which they say in the movie. Like they yeah. they make that reference. And like it's kind of cool how the script literally like followed the format of the onion. Where like it, yeah. it peeled back the layers and you slowly got to find out what was like mm-hmm. really going on. Mm-hmm. Um but after they get the box, it goes to uh um Benoit Blanc, who's it, it's funny because this is like take, it takes place during the COVID pandemic, like the mm-hmm. summer of twenty twenty. Yeah, I think this is the first movie that I've seen that like has COVID as a real thing happening within the story world. Yeah, like it's actual like plot point in the yeah. movie, which is pretty cool. I, I feel like so they must have filmed it during twenty twenty, like COVID, all that. I feel like right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it, it had happened by that point. I yeah. Think. So, um, the, it cuts to Benoit Blanc, who's in the bathtub, and he's like in depression because there's nothing going on in the world because everyone's locked up in their fucking homes, being lazy. Yeah. He's playing Among Us. Yeah, he's literally playing Among Us. Yes. Like, there's there's other... a bit more comedy in this one for sure than. The first one, but I think it hits that me. was a wild joke. I can't believe that was yeah. in the movie. That I, I got like flashbacks uh, to Fortnite in um, Endgame. Oh my god! I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> like all the 2020, like everything about it was just like, oh my god, just flashbacks. And then, um, so yeah, he so, it's like somehow Benoit Blanc also gets a box. That's uh like, like the four other friends got. Like he also mm-hmm. gets one, and he gets an invitation to the island. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he goes to the island. Or not to the island. He goes to uh, the pier, and yeah, it, it's like this pier in this yeah, country. Yeah, at that point, you're thinking it's an intentional invite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 uh, portray it as like he just got the box, and Miles invited him, mm-hmm. and it was a normal box, and he opened it and solved the puzzles like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, it says on the card that they're gonna do like a murder mystery thing. Yeah. So at that point, it's assumed that if they're not friends, which I think they kind of make clear that. Benoit Blanc doesn't actually know Miles, but Miles hasn't invited him for his little mystery party thing, which yeah, is yeah, what yeah. you think for most of the first half. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot to mention that the that he's like doing like a murder mystery thing mm-hmm. for his like, so they have to like solve a fake mystery of his death or whatever. Yeah, uh, his friends do. So yeah, they get to the pier, and but Blanc is there, and all of a sudden, all of uh, Miles's friends start showing up, mm-hmm. in, like their own little. Like all of them show up in their own unique ways, like show off the personality. Yeah, that that's really the true introduction of each character. I felt like like uh, Dave Bautista sh- like showing up with the pistol there. Yeah, Birdie showing up with the mask that's not a mask. It's just <laughs> what is like a fishnet mask. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's so over the top. Yeah, and yeah, and <laughs> Madeline Klein shows up with Dave Bautista, and um, my jaw dropped. Not gonna lie. <laughs> she she's uh she does a very good job in this movie. I mean she doesn't really have much to do. She kinda just has to look good. But she does Yeah, she spends about seventy percent of her screen time in a bikini. She does a really good job. <laughs> but yeah, uh they all show up to the pier and that's an Ethan Hawks cameo is he shows up, he's like this magic man who has everything on time, he's like a super efficient. And he's yeah. like they try to ask him questions and he's like, just trust the process. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. I, I think one of 
Miles' employees, a security guard type guy. <clears throat> yeah, he's a, he's like a, he wears like his sunglasses. It's clearly Ethan Hawke. I'm just yeah, kidding. and like shoots this thing to the back of her throat that I guess clears them of COVID or something. Yeah, it's, it's like so they have an excuse for them not to wear yeah. masks. Because yeah, they show up and they're wearing masks. Like some of them are wearing masks and like some of them aren't. So you can kind of see where they are yeah. in the spectrum or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they shoot these things in their mouths so they can just convenience the plot. So they're like, okay, yeah, now no mask. So you don't have to like, not worry about yeah. that anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, she... Oh, also, there's another girl there that shows up that we didn't see get an invite. It's this... Um, it, it's... Uh, what, what's her... Andy. Yeah, it's Andy, so... Well, I think we saw her get the invite, but she's not on the call with everybody else. And she doesn't oh. open the box. She just smashes That's right, box. yeah. We, so, yeah, we see her in a basement. She just smashes this box to pieces. Instead of solving the little puzzles. puzzles. Yeah. And then she pulls out the card. So then we finally see her at the pier, and she shows up, and she's, like, super quiet. She doesn't say anything to anybody. And everyone's, like, shocked to see her there. They're mm-hmm. all like, whoa, what is she doing here? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, they, I think they explain there yeah, is that, what, is that, that she they say? was Miles' partner that they cut out. Yeah, like, he cut her out of the company, and mm-hmm. now, for some reason, she got invited to come to this. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, jumping kind of ahead, they don't ever explain why Miles sent her a box, did they? I don't know why, because that still kind of stuck with me that I'm jumping way, way, way ahead. Because he goes and Did he ever explain who gives her the box? Yeah, he... No, oh, they, one of the four. He, he said he only made four boxes, I thought. Or five. Did he say he made five or did yeah, he made four? He made five, I think, I think is what he says. But he's killed her by the time he sent her the box, right? So I don't know if that is a, like... Because, again, as we said, this this is a movie that you pick up more when you watch the, the second time. So it's uh, possible we missed something. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to think about it. And maybe, like, once we start talking about it, it'll come back to us. Uh-huh. I feel like they it's such a big thing to leave out. There's no way that they wouldn't explain why he would have sent her a box. Yeah, that's, like, huge. Because that's, like, the catalyst for the entire movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. So they all... So they arrive to the island, and the way they literally show the island, it looks like Willy Wonka is, like, Wonderland, practically. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this dock that, like comes out of the water and it's made out of glass mm-hmm. and the like their giant boat shows up and they get off the boat and edward norton or miles is playing blackbird on the beach with his guitar pretty good introduction yeah I, I forget who they said but it's like some famous musician owned the guitar i think they said it was paul mccartney's guitar or john and, lennon's guitar is that what they said? yeah and yeah. he just tossed it on the ground which i thought was a Great introduction for kind of the, the billionaire character that he does yeah. not care just about. Just does not care about anything and just has yeah. all this super nice stuff for no reason just yeah. because he can. Yeah. He doesn't actually care about any of it. So, uh, but yeah, he, they all arrive to the island and uh, he's very touchy with uh, Dave Batista's girlfriend, Madeline mm-hmm. Klein. Mm-hmm. He's very touchy with her and he, uh, immediately I was like, okay, well, that's going to be a problem. I know this is a murder mystery movie, so I know that's mm-hmm. immediately going to be a problem and they they did do a good job with kind of i think directing your focus to that oh yeah pretty quickly they're already setting up a lot of people who could be killed and who they could be killed by Mm -hmm. um which i think was kind of fun about this one is as opposed to the first one the first one just opened with you know who 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 is dead yeah this one it kind of adds an extra layer to that murder mysteries you you don't know who's going to die and there's that suspense aspect because you know someone is probably going to die yeah you're just waiting for the moment for that like bullet to go up so yeah so they get there and then um 
he tells them all to go do their own thing, or Miles tells all his friends to go do their own thing. But then he like pulls Blanc aside and takes him up to his glass onion, mm-hmm. which is like an actual, it's in the shape of a fucking onion. Yeah. It's a giant glass like castle. Mm-hmm. And they go in the castle with uh, Miles and Blanc to do it. And Miles tells Blanc, like, yo, I didn't invite you. So uh, I'm assuming this is a like, prank pulled by one of my friends. They invite you to like a murder mystery or whatever. Because like Blanc's the most famous detective in the world. But he did not send him a box. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know how you got here, um, but you know, you're welcome to stay because uh-huh. I'm going to your work. Yeah. So, and then he lets him stay. Yeah. And quickly uh, makes it clear that someone resent him the box. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He said he only made, he said he made five of them. And I, that's one of those lines that, that would may or may not solve how Andy got a box. I need to go back to that but line. But didn't, didn't make enough boxes for Blanc to get one, and so yes. someone who got one must have resent them. And is he important line in that scene is he emphasizes that someone else made the boxes for him. That comes into play later with the Miles is an idiot line. That That's a big part of the movie is Miles, despite being this billionaire that most billionaires get their money because they're geniuses. Yeah is an idiot. And that's kind of the first sign that he kind of one of those one-off lines that you don't think much about is someone else made these, these boxes for him. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't, you see that there's like a, you peel back the layers like a fucking yep. onion. Then yep. you see that he's really just a fraud. Yeah, and already up to this point, connected with that is he's had a, quite a few phrases where he's thrown in these big what would you call it kind of fancy flashy words that aren't real words oh yeah he just says words that are big and have like a lot of letters and sound impressive but it's <laughs> not even in the dictionary so mm-hmm. he just makes them up on the spot mm-hmm. which is impressive or in, in I, don't, I don't know he said some weird like i couldn't even tell what the real words are because yeah they're, they're just like they sound real and when you said them that's the thing as an uh-huh. audience he's like what's that feel? yeah you it sounds like a big word that would be in the dictionary They're yeah like, oh it's not yeah because they you spend most of the movie thinking that he is really a genius because all these little lines that he throws in, like someone else made the box, yeah, go straight over your head. And later, like the murder mystery that he wrote, he mentions that he hired an author to write it, yeah. And there are lines that go over your head, but the whole time you're thinking that he is the super smart guy who's put all this together, um, kind of ends. That's that's a big part of his downfall towards the end of the movie, which we'll get to. Yeah. So he. Uh, <laughs> He has all of his friends kind of do their own thing. I think they eventually uh, go to the pool and they have there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Andy shows up and they're all kind of like, they still are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of walks away and leaves, doesn't say mm-hmm. anything. And then um, Madeline Klein and Miles go off and start, uh, they start this. I think they're just, they're fucking. They yeah. Up. They're just basically, they're about to hook up. And, uh, Dave Batista or Duke, he sees them, he mm-hmm. catches them like through a window. He sees like mm-hmm. them in bed, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, that's not good." Mm-hmm. And Which then Blanc catches them the, the first yeah. time you see that scene. Yeah, they show Blanc seeing mm-hmm. Duke seeing his girlfriend with Miles. Mm-hmm. So and this that whole there's kind of a handful of things that happen within that sequence of yeah Duke seeing his girlfriend in interacting with Miles that Blanc catches. There's the scene with Birdie and her assistant, mm-hmm. um, which Blanc catches. There's 
What's the other one? Oh, uh, Catherine and Lionel have a little conversation at the corner of the pool, which oh, yes. long yeah. catches. So there's kind of, um, there's a few pieces of characters kind of interacting in strange ways and going off on their own that Blanc is catching on to, which is a lot of that first act kind of redirection. Yeah. Um, that I already said they did really, really well. So I would say the second act starts once they have this dinner party. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all sitting around at dinner, all the friends and Blanc. And um, Miles basically is like, all right, we're going to do the murder mystery now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right. So I've hidden clues around the islands about how to solve this. And he's like kind of setting it up like it's supposed to be like a fun game. And then that, that, that will take them multiple days to solve. Yeah, it's yeah. this big it's complex like, it's thing. super like it's like um like what do you like complicated and like just super hard to solve. And then Blanc just solves it in like forty five seconds. Yeah, like he literally just immediately solves it in front uh-huh. of everybody. He just explains exactly how like who the murderer is. How Miles dies, like everything about it. What the motive is, which I, I is part of, I think what does well with having this movie stand on its own with Blanc being the only returning character is part of the motive is when they were all sat by the pool or, or earlier, yeah. the murderer and Blanc's, or not Blanc, Miles's little mystery is Birdie and Birdie holds up a magazine by her face, which is part of the motive. It has some year on it or something that I don't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. somehow, something that happened way earlier is important. And they do well with making Blanc an understandably, like, extremely smart detective. Like, he is always paying attention. Yeah, he, he – and they show that, like, you got to pay attention to the little things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like that little small magazine. And yeah. Like, see, that's the key to solving Yeah. And so, so yeah, I, again, I would say that this movie stands well on his own, even with Blanc returning. Yeah. You don't really need to know about him solving the mystery in the first one to know that he's No, he proves himself more than well enough in this yeah. movie. He, he is very, I would say, if anything, he's like smarter than this. I movie. would agree. Well, I, and I think it's intentional because he's been, they, there would be no other reason to show kind of the opening scene of him being all depressed from not doing mysteries and whatnot and how excited yeah. he is to do this little murder mystery party. Whatever. So. That kind of ruins the mood and the vibe at the table. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, whatever. We're just going to... He's like, we're just going to chill out, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. We're just going to hang out on the island for the next few days. So they all go into like a couch area and they, um, they're they like talking and drinking. And Andy's there. And they kind of just confront her and finally ask her, like, what are you, like, what are you doing here? Why mm-hmm. are you here after we kicked you out of the company? Like, what's, what's your move? And she kind of just called all of them out for being like bullshitters and leeching mm-hmm. off of miles and she just basically fucking calls them all out mm-hmm. and uh then she leaves and they're all just like what what was that like why did she say that why did she act like that they, yep. like they seem to like they act like it was very out of character for her to do that yep and like the way they also like emphasize that the entire way she's been acting on the island has been out of character mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. so Oh, this is another thing we missed. That they explained that um, so Miles and Andy and all the other friends like made this company, and mm-hmm. Miles supposedly wrote like the formula for the company on like a napkin. Yep. And he and like this is the proof that he is like the brain master of the yeah. entire yeah. thing. Yeah, which 
adds on to leading you to believe that Miles is in fact a genius, which yeah. he is not. Exactly. Yeah, you, you have all these things. Like all the subscribers are like, "Wow, this guy must be like super smart, like mm -hmm. super awesome." He has the Mona Lisa in his. Yeah, he yeah. literally has the actual Mona Lisa in his living room uh -huh. behind like a glass case, uh -huh. and and does this whole thing that makes him seem like this really rich, very confident in himself billionaire. He's they had the guys install an extra button so he could open the glass. Yeah. He wants to be able to look it directly into the eyes without the glass there. Yeah. Kind of backing up the whole he's an idiot he's thing. Idiot. Why would you do that? Because he thinks he rules the world. He thinks like he can do whatever he wants because he's yeah. rich. Um, but yeah. Oh, so yeah, I think they also agreed to leave. Like the friends are yeah, like, they all say they're going to leave. We're going to leave tomorrow. In the morning. And I think either right before this or at the same time or directly after, uh, Miles pulls Blanc aside and is just saying, like, oh, you, you ruined the whole mystery thing. And uh, Blanc is saying how he ruined it on purpose. Yeah. And that he another, – another part of the big misdirection is Blanc is going to this whole thing about how he thinks Miles did that whole murder mystery intentionally because Miles is trying to put the idea in his friend's minds of killing him. Yeah. Because, again, another thing that – I think this movie did really well is as opposed to the first one, you can see every individual character seems to have reasons to backstab miles and each other. And so I think that puts, it, it kind of writes out of your brain and that scene after Blanc ruins miles, whole mystery um, that miles can't be the murderer and that the mystery is going to be one of the friends will murder miles yeah, and exactly. Like, very, like pretty quickly, like you think that's what's going to happen. And yeah. on the drive down, I said, I think what it's going to be is one of them is going to murder Miles, and you have to figure out which one. So did I. I yeah. was thinking that as well because everyone's such a big actor that he would like they'd like take him out and mm -hmm. then just be the rest. The guy was trying to figure out like what happened mm -hmm. to him, but uh, they didn't do that. Luckily, and I'm glad they didn't because I like mm -hmm. Edward Norton so much. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were driving music as well. Uh. But yeah, so yeah, he tells him that like he suspected there actually might be someone trying to kill Miles. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, uh, they're like, go back to the couch area, and they're all chilling. And um, suddenly, I think Duke says something to like Duke pulls Miles aside and like tells him like shows him something on his phone. Yeah, shows something on his phone. He's like, this is big for us. Like this will finally like let me on the main uh, like television station mm -hmm. or whatever he's always yeah. trying to do trying to get on like in the station yeah Duke's each character has kind of a motive for wanting to take their career or whatever they're doing to the next level and Duke's which is kind of the most important one is Miles owns some sort of TV program or something and Duke is a Twitch streamer yeah and wants to go on his TV program and Miles doesn't let him yeah. and so Duke shows something to Miles on his phone that is meant to be something that they can negotiate with um to get Duke what he wants for Miles. Yeah. So, and we find out, we find out what that is later, mm -hmm. obviously. But, uh, so immediately after that happens, though, um, we see, uh, oh, did they show that? You, you kind of like, you see, like, Edward Norton, or Miles sits down next to Duke, and then Duke grabs a glass. Yeah, everyone, the mood is kind of picking up a little bit. Yeah, and like, he drinks it. <clears throat> And um, everyone's like, 
chilling out and they, they start they start dancing and all of a sudden Duke starts choking or mm-hmm. like or like he can't breathe and he's like falls to the ground and he's like fully like dying like he's like he's been mm-hmm. poisoned but like, so that's what it looks like and uh he dies right there and um on the ground and that's like the first death right mm-hmm. It's like the death of the movie, like the murder, I guess. Yeah. Is uh him. So he dies and everyone's like, Holy crap, holy shit, what the yeah. hell just happened? And Andy and Whiskey, Madeline Klein, are not in the room. Yes, they're yeah, so yeah, which is important. Duke's girlfriend didn't see him die. She was somewhere else, and then also Andy left after she did her whole speech roasting them. Yeah. And yeah, then they come did they does Andy come back and see that? Uh, Andy doesn't come back. Whiskey comes back and sees them. Yeah, and there's Whiskey comes back and cries. The whole thing of them it. trying to get the Coast Guard or whatever to come. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we need to yeah. call. We need to call the police. We need to get like people over here. But then they're like, high tide. They literally can't get anyone on the shore. Mm-hmm. Which is like, another one of those yeah. Miles and Miles because he didn't put a real he dock built, in. Yeah, he built his dock. Oh my god! Right, comes out of the water. He built it for low tide. Yeah, he's such, <laughs> such an idiot. So. So they they start freaking out, and uh, then Miles says that he. Um, oh wait, no. They find Miles's glass, which yeah. Duke drank from. Yeah, they find the they find Miles's glass was the one that uh, Duke like drank. So they uh-huh. so Miles is like, oh, I was the I was trying someone tried to poison me. Uh-huh. Like I there's a, like someone out in this like one of his friends mm-hmm. is trying to kill him, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was cool because still up to this point, I think that. I was thinking that Miles was the one to die. So when Duke yeah. dies, I was like, okay, now I'm confused. I, don't know I was shy. I don't know where the story is going yeah. now. And then you see that it's supposed to go to, quote unquote, was supposed to be Miles that was killed. And I was like, oh, and I was like oh, this is going to be a weird backwards mystery. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like the direction they went with it, though. I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. ways they could have gone with it. And, yeah. Uh, I think what they had to do Yeah, because almost, almost every kind of turn they took to get to where the story ends up, I think is a was a good choice, but they could have stopped turning at any one of those points and kept going with where it was going at that point, and it still would have. Been that's why it's like layers, bro. Like under, yeah, like, yeah. You gotta they did a layers. really There's good so job many, with that. Like levels to the story. That's why it's not just like a straight path to get to the murder. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so. Miles thinks that we're like claiming that one of his friends are trying to kill him to block. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, so the um lights turn off. Like, yeah. That's what, that's what he said, like part of the murder mystery thing was after he like gets killed or whatever, like fake killed for the murder mystery hunt, the, all the lights would turn off in the at, house. At ten o'clock and he's a stupid yeah. dong that goes off like, every hour. And so the dog goes off and all the lights just turn off. Um, so the whole island would just yeah bad bad timing honestly for what just happened yeah well did they say was that an intentional well they do later yeah like in the they they do say in the moment it's like bad intentional for yeah okay yeah in the moment though it's like damn bad timing lights went off duke just died there's a murder Mm -hmm. on the loose so Mm -hmm. it's a very suspenseful scene of like everyone running around in the dark and like you don't Mm -hmm. really know Who's yeah, doing that's what? I, I particularly like that scene a lot because it shows each character running around. Yeah. And they don't really give off they don't really give you anything with each character. They don't make you feel of, like one character 
is like responsible or they're trying to go hide or they're trying to go kill somebody else except for they show Andy who you don't really see is Andy at first she's running around yeah. the complex there's just a lot of sus vibes yeah with them oh and also Whiskey comes in and claims that it was Andy that's right yeah. her room and killed Duke like she was the one that yes. was in Duke because yeah so yeah at that point it's believed that Andy tried to kill Miles, which is believable with yeah, the story up. Exactly. Time. So that's what, like, they're, that's what you're kind of thinking as an audience at this point. So then everyone's running around, and I think Wong's in like the main courtyard area, and he like Andy runs into him, right? Mm-hmm. Right there, and they're talking, and he tells her that Duke died, and she's like, what? Mm-hmm. And then um, out of nowhere, like from a window from the side, like, Andy gets shot. Mm-hmm. And like, bleed and like quote unquote bleeds out yeah quote unquote dies right there and just falls to the ground dies like she got shot and killed mm-hmm. and Blanc's like holy what the fuck and he's like starts mm-hmm. crying mm-hmm. and all the other people all the other friends show up sickest shot in the whole movie all of the friends coming out on different points above yeah. him oh did you see it's just one like kind of stop hand shot yeah. to each friend that is the sickest shot in the whole movie did, did you see the um uh What's her last? What's the girl's name in the movie? Kate Hudson. Birdie. Yeah, Birdie. Birdie had the knife. That, so you see, like, when the like when the lights go off and it's all dark, you see like a knife that's missing from. The, yeah. Like it's like. Oh, that's kitchen. right. Yeah, they they show. And then you Birdie find, with the knife. Drop so, the knife. so she was just trying to defend herself. Another misdirection in, in yeah. that moment, though. So yeah. So then Blog's all right. I want to finish this, and then it, then it like flashbacks. To, mm-hmm. um, well, he brings everyone inside. Oh, is that and that's like this all starts with the murder of Cassandra, whatever, who is Andy. Yeah, and it's kind of this like, no, it doesn't. Andy died second, and then at least that's what the audience is thinking. And then they do the cutback. I don't remember what the point was in the first one, but it is. I compare it to them cutting back and showing in or showing Marta in the first one. Yeah. Um, giving Grandpa Thrombi mixing the meds up. It's kind of that same vibe of showing where kind of the mystery started and is giving you the background. Off. And it's also giving you extra pieces that you didn't see before. Yep. It's giving you like the full context of what happened that you didn't get before. So we find out that uh, Andy actually is dead. She died of Way, suicide. Yeah, signif- uh, a few days, probably a week before the events of the story start yeah, at the yeah. beginning. So like, this, yeah, this is a week this is a week before like any of like the when they get to the island or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but she she died in a car in her garage. She like I guess she was like it's what they they think what they, what they think is that she turned the car on in the garage and, and committed suicide. suicide. Yeah. But um her, her twin sister, uh what's her name is what's her name? Helen? Helen, yeah. Helen, yeah. So Helen, she, I think she probably gets all of her sister's like materials right after that. Like, yeah. So she she receives. She goes over to the house. Yeah. Uh, finds her dead. Finds the box and kind of while going through her stuff, finds the email that Andy had sent to all of the characters of the red envelope. That's right. Which we later find out had the napkin proving that Andy was the one that came up with everything that Miles has taken credit for. Yes. And kind of sets up the whole um, kind of I, I would I would call it the main subplot of all of the friends um, lied in court 
to back miles and cut Andy out. So yeah, yeah, we see that like all the all the friends like they originally met at the Glass Onion, and it was Andy that actually got all the friends to be yeah. together, and like she was the one that originally met Duke and Birdie and um, all the, like the other two, and uh, then she brought in Miles like mm-hmm. after she already got the other four, and she brought in Miles and. Mm-hmm. Um, the other friends didn't even like Miles at first, but like they started warming up to him eventually because Miles brought success. Mm-hmm. And he was able to get them like good opportunities, mm-hmm. and um, then they show that Andy wrote the actual napkin mm-hmm. of the idea for Alpha, the company that made billions of dollars. Yeah, and which Miles, which a- Andy was the CEO, and then Miles took over after she was cut out because Miles has created this along with. Uh, Lionel's character. Oh, the scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Created this. I don't remember what it was. It's like this new material. It's yeah, this new material that will power everything. It's supposedly, and was proven to be extremely dangerous and unreliable. Yeah, they're like saying it's like more powerful than nuclear. Like it was mm-hmm. like it's like super. But like, extremely it's, also, it's also like really uh, unstable. Uh-huh. I don't really know everything about it. Uh-huh. But uh, it and turns that's out- how Annie got cut out of the company because she wouldn't approve that invention for miles yeah she didn't want to be a part of it and she just was like i don't want our company to do this and uh-huh. miles was like okay well if you're gonna do that then i'm just gonna cut you out of the company uh-huh. and got all the his friends all the characters back him up yeah and they all lied for him and she got basically he, he made his own napkin and was like i made the company look mm-hmm. so and she thought she lost the napkin couldn't prove it mm-hmm. so uh she was like i um I can't like fight this. Like it's basically over. Mm-hmm. And uh, finds the napkin. Yeah, that she sends it to all of her friends. Miles finds out she has it. Yes, and that's kind of all we know up until that point when Helen, the sister, goes and talks to Blanc. Yeah, who is revealed to be the one that gives Blanc the other box. Yes, but we don't still don't know where she got the box from. So. Or, it, or why one was sent to Andy because she gets it from Andy's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just uh, we don't know why Andy got it though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so I I gotta figure that out. Yeah, that's I think that's that's one of the that's kind of the main thing that we missed. And it could be something as simple as part of Miles trying to cover his tracks after poisoning her. As he sent her a box. It kind of makes him look like he didn't know about it. That's true. That's really the only thing that I can think of, but. We won't linger on that too long. Um, but yeah, then Andy, or sorry, uh, Helen, who is revealed was the one in the beginning that smashed the box because she's not Andy. She's not smart enough to open the box. No, which yeah, is why she, she just smashed it, it as opposed to everyone she's else. She's a third grade elementary. Um, and she goes and delivers the box to Blanc and is kind of hiring Blanc to figure out what happened to her her sister because she believes there's foul play between Miles and his friends. Yeah. And that kind of sets up that's really the setup for the story that we'd seen thus far because Miles or not Miles, uh, Blanc um, kind of puts together their little plan to figure out who killed Andy if any of them killed Andy. And realizes that if he goes on his own, they will suspect that something is up and the killer will know that Blanc is probably there to figure out who killed him. 
um, because Blanc, I guess, pulls some strings or something and keeps the death of Andy out of the news for a while. So not, none of the friends, including Miles, yeah. know that Andy is dead except for the one that killed her. And so Helen disguises herself as Andy as their twin sisters and goes to the island. So they spend much of, I would say, the, the second act. You're watching the exact same thing you saw in the, the first act but you're watching it more from Helen slash Andy's perspective. Yeah, so... Of, of her and Blanc trying to figure out, like, who looks like they know that Helen's not supposed to be there and who seems to have a motive. Yeah. Um, and spend most of that time figuring out that all of them seem to act strange to her. All of them seem to have motives for protecting Miles and killing Andy after they figure out she has the napkin. Um, and they kind of just spent a lot of time setting up essentially a stalemate where you, they really have not, they have a lot of information, but none of it leads to one character. It's just a bunch of them other. hating, um, miles or having problems with miles. That's about yeah. what it was. Or yeah. like, there wasn't really that many problems with, uh, I feel like Andy. There were a yeah, lot of they kind of show that they all be. have reasons to protect miles for their own good. Yeah. Also, Miles has a hold on all of them at, at the same time. Yeah. And they, they confront uh, uh, Andy slash Helen, and they're like, yo, why haven't you been answering your phone? Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. Why haven't you been... Uh, like, I think Catherine Hahn and... Catherine Hahn's character is Duke, I think? Yeah, Duke. And they're like, why haven't you been answering your phone? We're trying to reach you. She's like, what? Uh-huh. And, oh, and then that is when it's revealed that um, after they... Andy had sent the email of the envelope and the, the napkin to all the friends. All four of them went to Andy's house to check on her, and she would answer the door, and all the lights were off, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And key plot point is at, upon finding out that all four of them went on their own to Andy's house, they all met at the same time, but Dave Batista, Duke, got there first yeah and which is a major plot point yeah uh and that's most of the flashbacks is just that it's just them going to uh andy's house which is a big part of the plot because you're trying to figure out who killed andy and they do a lot of work trying to convince you that there was no way that miles could have gone and that miles didn't show up because he was on his island, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so at that point, you're still narrowed down to its, any of the friends minus Miles has killed Andy. And then for whatever reason, one of them also tried to kill Miles in current events. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I was still, I was, bro, I was mind blown when I wasn't like mind blown, but I was like, damn. I, I like when the twist happened that Helen, like literally the whole time that wasn't Andy. Mm-hmm. That was Helen. That was pretty sick, actually. That I was like, that, that explained her weird behavior earlier. Yep. Explains the weird behavior. And it explained why all the friends were like suspicious of her. Yep. And uh, did we say that the whole house was made out of the 
material. It was all powered by that. Yeah, the, so the entire island of Glass Onion is powered by this material that, that Andy left the company for because it's so dangerous. Yeah, so it's the whole island is unstable essentially. So after that happens, um, they kind of assemble and they uh, like Helen and uh, Blanc assemble and they go over what they have. And then they go, it cuts to the dinner party and it cuts to, um, what is it, what is it, what does it go to actually after that? I can't Well, it, you kind of just in quick cuts rewatch the whole bit of, um, Duke getting killed. Yeah, that's right. And then, or I guess before Duke gets killed, after she goes, Andy slash Helen goes on her rant and leaves. She is searching through That's everyone's right. rooms because at that point they have no lead. All of them seem to have similar motives. Yeah, so they're just and, like trying to ransack everything. Yeah, so because they think that one of the four has the envelope in their room and that will prove yeah who killed Andy. And so that then proves, or that doesn't prove, backs up why when the, the lights were out, you see Andy running around all over the place, why she's confused that Duke is dead. Um, and shows that kind of the second twist that at the beginning when you see her get shot and bleed out, when she gets shot, the shot is the bullet is blocked by a notebook that was in her pocket, and her bleeding out was this hot sauce that Blanc had on him. Yeah, he dumps right, all yeah. over her. So, so they, Helen fakes her death. Yeah, they fakes her death, so which is where yeah, you kind of the time jump is too. initially. So up until that point, you know that. Andy is now Helen. Helen did not actually die um, by a gunshot after Duke's death. And for how much kind of that flashback solves and pieces together, it you're now significantly more confused as to why Duke is dead. Slash, at that point, you're still thinking, who is trying to kill Miles? Yeah. Because they spent all this time proving that all of them would are trying to protect Miles mm -hmm. for their own reasons. Yeah. So, everyone, like, Blanc's kind of, like, dumbfounded. Mm -hmm. Until he, uh... Does he, does he just kind of, like, deduce at that point the, the reality of it? Like, yeah, like, so that is when they pick back up with where they initially jumped back in time, which is Blanc saying that where this mystery all starts is with who killed Cassandra. Yes. And he deduces that it is, in fact, Miles. Yeah, because and Miles is an idiot. Yeah. So how does he see, because how does he see uh, Dave, or uh, Duke, driving from the house? Like, how does, like... Yeah, so it's... How, does that explain, how do they find that out? So it's, a big part of the movie is Blanc doesn't actually have physical proof of a lot of these things. They just, it all just lines up. And he kind of starts with proving that oh that's right um, yeah he does say that, after yeah. duke dies miles is saying oh he, duke grabbed the wrong glass someone tried to kill me but duke accidentally grabbed my glass instead of his and blanc just saying no you all believe it because that's what miles was screaming the yeah. second duke died if you actually think about it miles handed his glass to duke and it shows that exact same shot multiple times yeah. where initially you saw duke grabbing the wrong glass they showed again of Miles handing Duke the glass, which that's another thing that I want to go back and watch again. 
and see, see if, if in actually, that shot if yeah, they actually, actually show yeah if it was actually if they actually show Miles passing Duke the glass because if they literally do that right there because I, I miss that completely so it's it's a, another case of these little tiny movements and lines yeah. that just go way over your head yeah it's um, so they they put so many small little details that actually enough to like huge yeah. things like so so you find out that. The, the reason that Duke died, or like how he died, like it was it wasn't poison, but because earlier you heard that he did, he can't have pineapple juice, uh-huh. can't have a drop of it, or else like mm-hmm. he'll have a horrible allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. So he, what what Miles did is he put like a little bit of pineapple juice, and in his own drink. in his own drink, and then just passed and then he it passed to it to uh, Duke, and, and Duke, Duke drank because that's immediately after. Um, Duke shows the thing on his phone to Miles. Oh yes, and the which, thing that he shows is that what they think is uh, that Annie, Annie quote unquote, committed suicide. Is what yeah. the article says. Yes, that's right. Um, and they do kind of that time jump where earlier when they were spent so much time talk, talking about all four of the friends going to Annie's house and emphasizing that Duke got there first. The reason that Miles kills Duke is because. Duke passed Miles on his way to the house. Yes. Yeah. And so Duke knows that Miles was at Andy's house and left, but they don't know at that point, they don't know that Andy is dead. And so when Duke gets the the notification on his phone that Andy committed suicide in that moment, Duke kind of puts it together and discreetly shows it to Miles. And that is the thing that Duke thinks will, um, as kind of his leverage over Miles to get what he wants out of Miles. Yeah. So that is why Duke is dead. So they kind of they solved one mystery pretty quickly there um, for how Duke died, which you think is the main mystery of the movie to, throughout most of the first act. Um, but that also, and then Blanc just kind of s- just stops there, and I was like, at, at that point, you know why he killed Duke. You get a good understanding as to why he killed Andy. And while they're having this whole conversation, Helen has gone upstairs, has found the envelope at the top of the glass onion, yeah. and comes back down and shows it to Miles and says, I have proof that we'll ruin you. And um, Miles like stands there, and uh, he looks at her, and he, she's like, she keeps getting right close to him with the letter. And I'm like, something bad is going to happen. Yeah, like, you know. I'm just like, something really bad is going to happen to, uh, like, like this is this is too good. And she keeps getting close to him this letter. And then all of a sudden, uh, as she's, like, saying how she finally got him, he pulls out a letter out of nowhere and just burns the fucking letter. Uh-huh. And it just, in her hands, and it's just gone. The, pr- the only evidence that they had is just gone. Yeah. And uh, she, yeah. she's like, what the, what the hell? Like, like, what? You can't just do that. You can't just steal. You can't just burn it. And Miles is like, well, did anyone see it? Did anyone see me do that? And because everyone shills and they have to suck up to Miles, uh-huh. they all say they didn't see him burn the letter. Yeah. Or the, not the letter, the napkin. Uh-huh. So then she's like, what am I supposed to do? And Block's like, yo, honestly, this is where my jurisdiction ends because, I mean, like, I saw your case. I gave you the truth, but I can't. Oh, shit. Airplane fell out. 
Hold on. I can continue. Uh, yeah, Blanc watches the letter get burned, watches everyone just say, we saw no letter. And it's at that point, you're just like, well, that, I don't know what's going to happen now. We've solved Duke's case, but all of them will say it was an accident or something. We've solved Andy's case, but all of them, all of the friends aren't going to back Blanc's theory on it. Uh, your AirPod is really gone, and then where the fuck did it go? Where... <laughs> Actually, what? Uh, man. What the hell? Um, and what? Blanc hands something to Helen, along with a glass of an alcohol of some kind, and just says, "The only thing I have to pro- provide you now is courage." And so Helena has something in her hand that doesn't say what the fuck it is. And is just running around with the uh, with the, the glass, because apparently she's very susceptible to alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Takes, she has she, a drink. Yeah, takes and, takes a big swig, walks up to Tump Miles, and he has all these glass fancy statues and all these things all around the onion, and she just starts throwing them and smashing them, and Miles just kind of stood there watching and doesn't really care. They're just glass statues, and all the friends start jumping in with her, um, and start smashing it. Every everything, so it, it kind of solidifies that theme that the friends don't actually care about Miles. He just they need things from him, and he has a hold over them, and they don't want to back him and support his lies, but they kind of have to. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what, bruh? Oh my god. This is my pants. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? What? Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, she's smashing the shit out of all of those glass and then Yeah. And then, but then everyone else kinda of joins in. Whiskey starts. Oh yeah, yeah, whiskey even starts and she's like Yeah, whiskey starts the, the whole like Every, Hell everyone, yeah. Yeah. Everyone else jumps and starts smashing everything. And Edward Norton's, yeah, like you said, like he's like, okay, yeah, you can smash my glass stuff. That's whatever. I can remember. Yeah, that. and it's it's like, yeah, Miles just has power. Like he bro does not care at all. Yeah. And then Helen smashes something and then just lights it on fire. And at that point, Miles is like, okay, you're going chill out, dude. Yeah, like, she's going a little far. She's like smashing the piano and like uh-huh. burning everything. And like she starts a fire and like throwing things in the fire and she's burning yeah. all this shit. And then, um, what does she have? In she has. Hand? She the has like the little fuel thing. The fuel that's extremely explosive. Yeah. She has and a little crystal in it, like a solid thing. This crystal, it. which is what Blanc handed to her along yes. with the glass. Yes. And shows it to Miles, and throws it into the fire or something like that. And I guess it's a hydrogen something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because she throws it onto the ground or into the fire, and all the fire just like instantly gets sucked up. Into like all the tubes, and I also thought they were all gonna die. Like, yeah, I thought I don't know how they did die. I like, thought I thought that like, because Block was outside. Yeah, he's already because Block left after he did that. He's like, okay, I'm, I know it's gonna happen, so I'm just leaving. Yeah, because you can't get in the way of someone who's just pissed, like actually yeah. pissed off. Like she was just yeah. so angry. So Block just went out and watched the chaos with the buddy who the drink the the the, the, the guy the, who's the walking around guy. the whole time with the beers. 
And so I was like, okay, I, I literally thought that I thought every she just killed movie. everybody, and I was like, wow. I thought, yeah, I thought they all died. Like in that second, <laughs> yeah. and then Block was just gonna be the only survivor. Yeah, was which like, was it, it would have been awesome because like the way that, been the way that the fire gets sucked up to the tubes is so funny. Like there's just raging flames of silence, and they all just stand there. It's all just silent, and there's a. I, I seriously thought they were just dead. I'm like, yeah, I'm and I was like, that, that would have been so funny. I'm like, I think personally, if I was making the movie, I would have done that. Yeah, I, I mean, been, what what they continued with was like <laughs> awesome. No, but, yeah, this, the, what, they, what the movie ending was perfect. I think I think yeah. what they they uh, went with was also great. But I mean, that would have been nuts if they all just died. <laughs> they literally like she just committed. So, well, I was like, bro, she's commit suicide. Like, are you? Yeah, I thought she was dead. Yes. I thought, I thought every I thought literally all of them died. In that <laughs> once I really just got evaporated. Um, sadly, that didn't happen. <laughs> that would have been so awesome. But uh, they survive and they are somehow completely unharmed for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then they leave, and Edward Norton walks out. And he oh goes, no, no! But before that, oh, are they still so, something in the house that happens? Yeah. So. They the explosion happens. They all get up, and Helen looks towards the Mona Lisa, which is in this protective case. Yeah, that closes. It's shown oh throughout fuck, the movie. That's just right. Like, How can I forget a this? ding of the of a, a phone that's right. makes the case close up, or the little torch that earlier Miles used to burn the napkin. Yes, even just lighting the torch from across the room makes the case close. <laughs> And, but earlier, because he's an idiot, he says he installed a button that will open the glass. Yeah. And so uh, Helen runs towards the button to open the glass and successfully opens it and, of course, torches the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And so she after the Mona Lisa gets torched, torched, they all just walk outside and sit on God. the steps. And badass line. Throughout the, that was a line that we forgot. Throughout the whole movie kind of part of Miles' ego and whatnot. And the reason that he has the Mona Lisa is he wants his name to be said in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he, yeah. he he wants to be like a, a, a legend in history. That everyone yeah. will know his name and he will be said in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And they all walk outside the steps after the Mona Lisa is burned, the real one. And uh, Miles is like, why did you do that? What was the point of that? Now we just have a torched mansion and you still have zero proof of anything. And Helen says kind of all the pieces come together of what she was doing. And it's she used the substance that he made that he cut Andy out of the company for to burn the Mona Lisa. And she says, now you can successfully your name could be in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa because you'll be known as the man that whose invention destroyed the world's most famous painting. What a damn shame. What a yeah. damn shame. It, it, it was odd. Like, when that connection happened, I was like, oh my god. I was, I was, that was an awesome I was very, connection. I was very hyped. I was like, fuck yeah, get fucked ever, Norton. Yeah, because for, when she was destroying everything, I was like, what, what is going, like, where's the plot going right now? She's no, just, yeah. like, breaking everything. And I, I was feeling like, oh, like, there was like, like was a satisfying ending. It was like Django. It was like Django. They just burning the whole fucking mansion down. Like, everything's just getting destroyed. Yeah. There's no one died. It would have been like Django if the whole place blew up. Yeah. Everyone, everyone <laughs> just died. Everyone died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of 
calls Miles out and she's like, yeah, your invention um, is the cause of the Mona Lisa being destroyed. And I think in that moment, all of the friends sat on the steps with her kind of realized that despite him killing Duke and killing Andy, even without the evidence for that, Miles is still screwed because people will the Mona Lisa was loaned to him. Yeah. And peep peep, they're gonna find out that the Mona Lisa was burned using his fuel that he invented and was trying to like what what was he trying to do with it? Oh he was trying to power a man made or a man operated rocket with it. Oh. And was just trying to like essentially revolutionize the fuel industry with this little one. Yeah, I knew that. I knew he was trying to like yeah. take over. Like, and so the friends realized that they're screwed regardless of the two people that he's murdered. And they all say, you know what? I think I did see the napkin. And I I did see Miles leaving Andy's house. And I did see all so finally all of the friends after realizing that Miles is screwed, now they finally decided that they'll go against him. Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of the that's kind of the ending, yeah. Because then she goes down to the beach, and Blanc is down there. And at that point, the Ghost Guard's coming because it's yeah. low, it's low tide. Finally, is that that's what that is? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so Miles is fucked basically. Mm-hmm. And the friends are finally going to back her, and they, they 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 didn't show any like the aftermath of that, right? No, yeah. Um, but it is inferred that, yeah, they're, I mean, that the Coast Guard's coming. They're going to see his places completely destroyed and burnt up. They're going to find out that the moment was torched. The friends are going to go against him. Um, and so it's inferred. I just realized that, yeah, Duke's body is probably just torched in the hands. Yeah, it's gone. Bro got cremated. Yeah, he did. Uh, so yeah, happy ending. Semi happy ending, I would say. I would say it's pretty happy ending. I mean, it's just like definitely a satisfying ending. I thought because yeah, for there for a second when he burnt the napkin, I was like, there's been a lot of turns in this in the movie up to that point. But I was like, I like what are they going to be like? We have a second napkin. So I was worried that they were going to do some cliche shit right there, but it was a pretty satisfying ending. Oh yeah, I think it it made sense and followed. The characters. Yeah. I think everyone got what they what they deserved. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think everything kind of turned out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Which one do you think is better? I was talking to one of the guys that went with us to the movie. I was talking to him about a last night. I was talking to Ian. Um, I think the first one. I I think if I was going to rank them on like a ten point scale, I would rank the first one like point one or point two better than the second one. I think they're super, super close. Um, the first one, I well, before I get into my re- reasoning, I think you like the second one better, don't you? I, I do like the second one more personally. Yeah. I mean, which is not an opinion that I hate because again, there it's so close for me. I think the I think the second one, I, the mystery for me was a lot more intriguing and mm-hmm. a lot more like. I was actually like confused mm-hmm. as to what was going on, and I think the payoffs and the twists were really good. Mm-hmm. They were like well planned out, <clears throat> and the I thought like the characters were awesome. I thought like all the actors did a great job. I thought Edward Norton was like the best character in any of the Knives Out so far. 
Mm-hmm. I really, I actually, I wish he was in more movies, honestly, because he's such a good actor. Yeah, he has not done much in recent years. Yeah, he is good. I he was awesome in this movie. So I don't know. And also, I, I like the setting a lot more. Like, I like the huge mansion, the extravagance, and seeing all like the his awesome stuff get destroyed. Like, I don't know. It was like you know the scale is much bigger, and I appreciated yep. that. Yeah, and I feel like also seeing like. The suspense aspect of not knowing when the murder is going to happen added a lot for me. Because, like, you kind of. Yeah, know. that I that was definitely one of the things I. Not necessarily preferred, um, as opposed to the first one, but. The first one having it starting with the murder. If they'd done that again, I, it would have really felt like kind of the same. Thing. Oh, yeah, I completely would have felt And like so the adding that, I would have done that. The whole first act with no murder happening yet is far as the audience knows I thought was really cool because it definitely added to like you know what to expect but at the same time you really don't yeah because you've seen Knives if you've seen the first one like you've seen Knives Out before you know it's a murder mystery exactly you go and you know someone's going to die and yeah you have no idea who the killer is going to be yeah Um, because the typical like who who done it plot is just who killed so and so and they spend a good portion of the movie just figuring out who's even dead in the first place. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Yeah, that's a... It also had, like, two murder mysteries in one, mm-hmm. which is kind of epic. Yeah, which connected to each other, which was... And, yeah, they both made sense. I mean, not... I mean, I feel like these kind of movies... Especially the typical audience member, but even people that aren't kind of typical moviegoers... Um, you kind of take that writing for granted. Like that was a really complex written story. That was well, yeah, I really loved that. Like story. it was as I was watching it and thinking about it later as we were kind of rehashing the uh, the plot. Um, it flows really, really well. Because one of the things that at first I didn't like about it, and then I, as I thought more, I think I do like is the first one had a very clear act one, act two, act three. You could kind of tell where. Yeah. The breaks into each one were. Yeah. This one flowed really, really well, which at first I thought was a little bit strange. It's um, like a and it kind of made it feel longer, which I, I don't hate. But um, it did sometimes. It did feel its like. Yeah. Just because it was like one cohesive, it like didn't really stop. It was just yeah. Despite a like time jump, it flowed really, really well. Which the first one is a little bit more chunky, but they it's they do it in a. In a, a good way. The first one's like cut, like you watch it like sections. You know yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this you, this one, it's so intertwined. And there's so many things that you, you have to watch the first. Act you see it in front of your eyes the first time, but you don't actually pick up on it until they show it again. Yeah, exactly. Because um, they show so many things over and over again. Mm-hmm. So many things. Yeah. So I like. I definitely think they're close. Um, the first one, I think the reason I like it better, and my opinion might change on this. Maybe after watching them both a second a second time, because I I haven't seen the first Knives Out in probably a few months. Um, the very minuscule thing with the first one that I preferred, not to say I didn't like what they did in the second one, but I like the fact that someone gets murdered right off the bat, and the only suspects are family members. Yeah, with the one exception. Being the main character, 
who you spend most of the movie thinking has killed him. That is good because you have like that family yeah. dynamic. Yeah, because this one you go into it thinking, okay, these are all rich people who want something from one guy. And you can see each character backstabbing each it other. It is very opposite of the first one where the first one had a lot of characters and, like, yeah. like were like or a family, you couldn't see all of them like yeah. wanting to kill the mate, like the guy yeah. who died. Whereas Which, this one, like you can see a lot of different angles. Yeah, for, like, not and again, like not that I hate that this one you can see anyone or you you can see anyone backstabbing each other which fits with that whole first act you don't know who's gonna die and who's good to do it yeah um but i really appreciate in the first one that you even though they all still are leeching off harlan thromby they all kind of want their own thing from him um they're all happy with each of the, fam the family members kind of getting a separate thing from him in his will yeah. and you got the sense they all really did love Harlan Thromby, but I mean, of course, Chris Evans, there's, he, they don't say that he hated him. He just, Chris Evans' character is just a dick. Yeah, he's just a master. Um, which I really appreciate the, that first one. Uh, again, how there's such a murder mystery in it and it, each of them have motives, but at the same time, you can't really see any of the characters killing Harlan until they, you get the background on, on Chris Evans. Yeah, exactly. Characters. Was he the full picture? Yeah. Uh, so that was the, the only, the only reason I rank the first one a little bit better is I just, I liked the family aspect of it more of the friend leeching aspect. No, yeah. just bare, barely, barely liked the family aspect a little bit more. Yeah. They're both really good. They're just so different. The tones are very different from mm -hmm. movies. Like mm -hmm. this one is very much more like, I don't know, like how it's like flamboyant. Like, yeah, it has like, I, light, I it's exciting. It, it had more like comedic high points. Yeah. And I feel like it had darker low points, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one was like a very, uh, like the first one was very consistent, where this one kind of mm -hmm. like had like super bright, elegant parts, and then this one mm -hmm. like super like fucked. Yeah, which so, I, I think is just a testament to Ryan Johnson. Like, we can. I'll, I'm willing to forgive him for The Last Jedi at this point with these two. Because... <laughs> you know I, I actually like The Last Jedi. Oh, lie. I think The Last Jedi, Jedi is the best of the... We're not going to get into that. I, th so I, do I, 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 so I think I it's the best of the, the three, but it's the worst in a concise trilogy. Yes, exactly. Anyway. I completely <laughs> agree. I completely Anyways. agree. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's definitely proved that Ryan Johnson has some diversity with... What he can write and direct. I know. I hope he can keep coming up with unique stories mm -hmm. for Blanc because I really like. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, I guess Blanc. Blanc was the main character of the first act, but really, Andy's the main character of the second. That's story. fine. Honestly, I feel like you could do that. You'd have like Blanc and, be like the guy who like brings you in, uh -huh. and then like another character kind of like just. Uh -huh. And it's I. It's the same for the first one. Blanc feels like the main character for the first act. He's the detective. And then, as you find out, that Marta thinks she's accidentally killed him, then she becomes the main character for the second and third. Yeah. And I think that's a good formula. I, I don't think I, I've never really seen um, kind of a series like this where the only connected and returning character is not the main character. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. I, I, it's like an anthology almost. It's kind mm -hmm. of makes it seem like, which I, I like, kind of like. That's like good for a detective series because mm -hmm. that's really what it, that's what it is. Yeah, I uh, 
I hope the cast is also good for the next one. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, we'll have to see about the success on Netflix, but I'm sure it'll be good. Actually, I mean, this is. Uh, I feel like it would be pretty successful because the reviews uh, are awesome. And I'm curious how it will do. It's pretty popular in the movies. By the end of its box office run, the movie there's a ton of people in the theater. Yeah, I, I'm. I am curious how it'll do. Like, I I wonder how it'll compare to the first one. Um, in terms of first week box office run, or in this case. Entire box office run. Probably, well, I mean, it's it should do better. I hope it would do better. You would think it would. It's more popular, but I feel like no. I mean, the, the first one has a lot of theaters, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's only select theaters. To be fair, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Weird money move by Netflix. Well, I mean, it's just it's a Netflix movie. They only put it in theaters because they don't want it in theaters. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'd be very interested to see where they would go with a third one. Because a lot of the op, they did a lot of opposites. I know. with the first one, like they, it's more flamboyant, buoyant than the first one. Uh, there's kind of there's more go, there's more twists going on. There's more than one kill, and I think part of the first one's success, at least I thought, was they get a kind of a younger audience with Daniel Craig and. And the Armus, yeah. But most of the rest of the characters, they are an older audience. They connect more with an older audience. Um, yeah. Versus this one, they went with a lot of younger. Well, maybe it's because they want to get both. But yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. With yeah. the the opposites, is the last one it was a much older cast. This one, it's a much younger cast, and in turn, it's more flamboyant. It's bigger. I think uh, the third one for plot they can maybe do this is just pure speculation. Would you like a politician got murdered? Yeah. A good government murder mystery. Because uh-huh. like he's done like rich family, rich billionaire. Rich family, rich friends. Now you can do like government people, maybe? Like uh, politicians. That'd be pretty yeah. interesting. Because like those guys are always backstabbing already. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, if they want to keep going with the upping the scale kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would um, be like that would be the ultimate scale. If, if, if not the the next step, I think that'd be something interesting. Because I, I I think even though he's stands on his own in both movies, I think there's noticeable character development for Blanc between oh, yeah. the two. Yeah. Um he's much more skilled in this one. Um and he I mean he's he's already known to be a big detective but yeah. In the first one, there, I mean, there, there's a lot of emphasis in the sec in this second one that he's a famous, a world famous detective. He's a great, he's the world's best detective. There's no mention of that in the first one, so you imagine that he probably got some of his fame from the Thromby case. Oh yeah, I think they mentioned that in this. Do they not? Like at all? Is, I don't think there is a mention of Thromby because I, I they mentioned other cases that he's done. Before, yeah, I, I was looking out for that. Oh, oh that's right. They they mentioned another case, and I thought they were going to name drop Harold Thromby, and they did. So maybe they like maybe he's had a couple after mm-hmm. One of the best parts of the movie for me was when uh, um, he just completely called Miles an idiot. That is a great scene. Just like he's like, "You are an idiot," and You're that that idiot. call back to all the words he made yeah. up. All like that was like, like the, the ultimate. Dumb, like like he, he has no part in pretty much all of his success. Yeah, his conclusion before the chick went crazy and before he burned the letter. 
Uh-huh. It's like this guy is literally just a complete idiot. Uh-huh. And all of you guys are sucking up to a guy who is so stupid. None of this stuff is by him. None of this stuff is real. Everything is a facade. He is completely stupid. He's just this complete idiot. Yeah. He was so stupid he did like the, the pineapple juice thing. And oh my god. And then the the fact that nothing there like nothing there is made by him, like the boxes weren't made by him, the script for the murder mystery wasn't made by him. Yeah. The glass onion itself wasn't made by him at all. The, the, the napkin wasn't made by him. The dog they aren't able to get the dog is especially there. funny. Oh my gosh. It like like and it's like at the end of the day you just kind of realize like wow this guy really is in the made up words like mm-hmm. all of it just adds up like wow what a fucking idiot mm-hmm. this guy was so yeah. I know, I'm definitely when it comes out on Netflix I definitely want to watch like uh, again so I mean this is a very spoiler review oh yeah I, but if you don't care about spoilers yeah. or wanting to watch like thoroughly recommend go watch it again maybe yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll you'll see more the second time mm-hmm. if you didn't like it watch it again maybe yeah you'll, you'll and even if you haven't time. seen the first one i think if you've already seen it but haven't seen the first one i would watch the first one not for not because it makes the second one any easier to understand um but i think the comparison between the two actually does well because for, 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 for most well. movies or sequels like this, comparing the two often does not go well because you find one significantly better than the other. Yeah, exactly. But five of us went and saw it, and I think two of us thought the first was better, and three of us thought the second was better. So they're, they're, split. they're very but, even. Yeah. I, I really like the first one, so mm-hmm. this is a lot that I'd say the second one's better. Mm-hmm. And I think Mitch thinks that they're pretty close. So mm-hmm. like, they're, like, they're very, very like equal in quality, I'd say. Like, Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson did... I would say about as good of a job as anyone could do on making yeah. this movie. He this honestly makes me kind of like wonder if he could do a good Star Wars trilogy if he just had his own thing. <laughs> yeah, and I know. like did his own characters, his own like Even everything, and shot. just like kind of just started from scratch. He mm-hmm. just did his own concept. I feel like he could do a good job. Yep, because like he pulled out Detective super well, mm-hmm. and he's already done like he did time travel with Looper, and like I feel like he could do. He could he could do Star Wars. He did good Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think they should give him a, se- a second chance. Yeah, I feel like they could. They, I don't feel like it's gonna happen, honestly. It's been so long, but I mean, I, I feel like he could make a good trilogy. Everyone hates him because of Last Jedi just because of some of the decisions he made, but I really don't think those decisions are bad. Disney's also like progressively becoming one of the dumbest studios on the face of the planet. It's because they got a new. They're starting to rival Warner Bros. They got for, a like, new stupid exact they got a new ceo and then they just fired him and replaced him yeah. with bob Iger because bob jpeg took over for bob Iger and then they fired him yeah and took over for and bob Iger came back yeah and, and took over again to fix it because bob jpeg has been fucking it up so much i mean everything has gone downhill since he took over he took over right when COVID was happening yeah and then and then like he has done a horrible job with keeping disney on top Yep, we're getting so off topic. That'll be we should do that topic sometime now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Well, overall, I'd say I definitely give two thumbs up to this movie. It's way better than Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for like a uh, late or early winter watch with the family. Yeah, I would definitely say this is so. much, much better. And I'm glad they're still making movies like this because this is actually a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm shocked. The 2022 has been a good year. 
for movies. I'm not gonna lie. They've yeah, they, they've movies. kind of done a lot of under the radar stuff. Like that. Yeah, like, that's been good. I just this is off. I just saw the Fablemans. Really, really good movie. I'll do a talk on that eventually. Uh, but that movie was great. I, yeah, and I, I, really I will say the first Knives Out. I hardly watch movies with my family ever, just because there are they rarely like my mom especially rarely watch movies and don't know don't have that taste for movies they don't know what a good one is yeah um but i would say that first one is one of the only movies i watched with my family and we've all had a really enjoyed so if you're a younger audience and look for something to watch with your family i think the second one when it comes out on netflix i think is a good choice it's complex enough that it's intriguing um but st- straightforward enough that I think anyone could watch it and appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a pretty pretty close to perfect movie for me. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, have a great day. Uh, or go to sleep if yeah. you're like late night. Or have a good night, whatever <laughs> you're, you're listening to this. Um, eat your fucking cinnamon rolls. 